0: incredible performance from jimmy butler as he scores 41 points in miami heat win 118 107 plus the orlando magic getting a little bit of magic in the draft lottery the number one pick going to orlando we're going to break it down in today's episode of locked on nba let's go
1: you are locked on nba your daily nba podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: Welcome to the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA, the daily podcast covering everything you want to know about the association. And on Wednesdays, I'm your co-host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter and the host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. We got Walker Mail subbing in for John, who is covering the game here. You can follow him on Twitter at Walker Mail. He's the host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Thanks for subbing in, man. Yeah, I'm happy to do it, and also I'm
1: probably happy to do it more so than John Corrales would want to host this one. Brutal third (laughs) quarter for the Boston Celtics watching Jimmy Butler just go flames. What an excellent performance from him tonight.
0: That was an oddly fun game. So we're going to spend the first two segments of today's show breaking that one down because I think it's interesting from a number of angles. And as you just said there, Jimmy Butler was an absolute beast in this one. And of course, thank you for making Lockdown NBA your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Tell a friend about the show. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Leave a five-star review with a comment. Now you can leave reviews on Spotify as well so you mentioned it right like don't bury the lead here it's Jimmy Butler he was awesome in this one 41 points from him on the night he did it on 19 shot attempts didn't make a three didn't only took two of them 17 of 18 from the line he's he's arguably been one of the best players if not the best player in the playoffs and then he just kind of had his like exclamation point game in this one a game that Boston looked like they were going to take early control of and never relinquish Yeah, and early on, I thought Robert Williams was going to be the story
1: of this one. Jason Tatum, for sure. Maybe your storyline A and storyline B. And then Jimmy Butler just took all of that, especially in the second half. Playoff Jimmy is different, Jake. Like, this is somebody that is as cold as they come in the NBA. Watching him score for 40 points the third time he's reached that mark this postseason. And not not even just that. If you look defensively, the guy that awesome. has that kind of ability to block that jump shot from Jason Tatum in the corner, you know, to just rise above somebody that's like 6'8", shooting that three and block it. He had he had four blocks in this, or excuse me, three blocks and four steals to go along with his five assists and nine rebounds. He does it all. This is somebody that I will go to war with in these types of meaningful games, 10 times out of 10, man. Like, what what a, what an excellent performance from him.
0: Yeah. And they really needed that from him, right? We saw them try and struggle to score a little bit. No one else in this team cracked 20 points in this game. It was basically the Jimmy Butler show. And it was interesting, right? Because you looked at them and it's like, they need some threes. They need something. And it's like, no, they don't. They just need Jimmy Butler to do what Jimmy Butler does. And this was it. Like he's been taking more threes this postseason, but in this one, he didn't need it. just getting into the lane they had no way to kind of stop that dribble penetration from him it's why he went to the line 18 times he was excellent there just an overall like almost heroic kind of effort from him and you mentioned the defense right that was huge particularly for the Miami Heat in the second in the third quarter when they through the first like 10 minutes Boston scored two total points Miami won that period 39 to 14 and you saw Jimmy getting them In transition, getting them buckets, they had two fast break points in the first half. They finished with 13 on the night, with I think eight or 10 of those coming in that third quarter alone. They needed kind of him on both sides of the ball, and when he does that, he can really elevate this team. Well, I mean, he only had two turnovers, too. I mean, that's
1: crazy to be that, to score 40 (laughs) points and to dish out five assists, to play that well on defense and to only turn the ball over twice. I mean, you're just taking care of it nonstop. It's incredible to watch what he's done. And I, I think... That that's the type of guy we've seen before. You know, we we've seen him every time when he gets to the postseason perform really well. We all know about his heroic one, run in twenty. You know, in, in the bubble, right? When you go back a couple of years ago during the pandemic, when everything was got the we,
0: iconic like exhausted photo from that uh,
1: one. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> everything's so weird, and you need somebody to rely on, and Jimmy is that guy for you. You know, you mentioned the free throws, getting to the line eighteen times and knocking down seventeen of them. You also mentioned. No three-pointers, so 40 points, 19 shots, zero three-pointers. When we also know that Jimmy, it's a different type of postseason player too because he shoots about 35% on his career from the three-point line. We know that Mm -hmm. he usually does start to ramp it up from beyond the arc in any postseason, but this is the game where he just didn't need it. And some of that is also from Boston going cold. Jalen Brown tried to make things... Maybe a little interesting with some three-point shot making at the end of that game. We can get to some more of our thoughts there. But you know, Jimmy certainly helped out by Boston's inability to hit the three for a large portion of this game. Only 11 of 34 for that.
0: Yeah, Jalen Brown really struggled in this one. As you said, he made it kind of interesting later yeah. on. But really for the majority, 90% of the game, he looked just off I don't really know what to he struggled in the postseason in game ones we've seen that in previous rounds but they they can't have another performance like that from him well and here's the weird thing too about Jalen Brown it's Jake you start to look at the
1: free throw discrepancy now the last three games it's been pretty bad four of seven in game six against Milwaukee one of four in game seven against Milwaukee tonight I believe he was three of seven so he's not shooting well from the foul line at all. He actually ends up, yeah, he goes up six of 10, excuse me, from the free throw six line. Of a 10, yeah. More. yeah, six of 10 from the free throw line tonight. He's just not shooting well from there. Early on, I think he started like three of 12 in this game before he started yeah, hitting a was. couple of. I mean, yeah, th- they need Jalen on a night where Boston doesn't have Marcus Smart and Al Horford. And offensively, both those guys are tremendous defenders you might have needed them offensively more so tonight. Marcus Smart has been playing well on that end of the floor recently. Al Horford, at least the first half of that Milwaukee series, was going bananas, and I I think – those guys who play 40 minutes a night for the Boston Celtics, when you're missing two of those types of players, Jalen Brown can't start three of 12. And eventually, you know, he hit some shots late, but in the end, it was too, it was too little too late. Yeah, they, they needed a lot more from him uh, to, to have a chance against Miami scoring 118 against a good defense like Boston.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because that Boston, and we'll get into this a little bit more in the, in the next segment here too since we're kind of pushing time for a second, but like you saw that defense from Boston looking really good in that first quarter in particular and then it just kind of really flattened in that second half when Jimmy Butler decided he was going to do his thing and that being that ability to get into the lane, into the paint and kind of wreak havoc on that Celtics defense then creates a lot of open shots for other guys too and you saw them hitting those when, you know, Max Drew's hitting three threes, Gabe Vincent, three threes as well kind of having that and able to collapse that defense and cause a little bit of havoc in rotations and sometimes long rotations I think does wonders against a really good defense it kind of shows that Jimmy Butler is kind of playing exactly how they need him to play in this series so far I think in game one
1: yeah for sure and we'll get to this in just a moment but you know just like kind of looking at Boston's defense Miami's defense needed to ramp it up and they sure did in the third quarter holding Boston at just 14 points I thought Gabe Vincent was awesome down low Robert Williams brought it low a couple of times Gabe Vincent had three blocks mind you this is a point guard he had three blocks in this game against Boston. There are blocks
0: everywhere but, in
1: this game there were and also by the way 22. The they're <laughs> a huge team and Jeff van gundy pointed out on the broadcast how much bigger the celtics were than the heat who were throwing out a bunch of guards at the time and yet you can do that when vincent goes low on robert williams you know, on these lobs maybe slip passes that aren't quite there enough for him to get it up as quickly as he wants to on the rim and those were a couple of the defensive plays that just stopped the celtics dead in their tracks enough for the miami heat to win and just take care of everything in the fourth
0: yeah let's get into the defense more in the next segment so coming up here next that's what we're going to chat about in today's episode of locked on nba after the big miami heat win over the boston celtics before we do that though today's episode of locked on nba is brought to you by athletic greens ag1 this is something i've started taking every single day and i started taking ag1 because i wanted to have better gut health and more more energy and optimized immune system, and I don't have time to take a big supplement pill, vitamin routine, or anything like that. I need something that was going to taste good and be easy for me to take. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, basically... All of the things. And it's as simple as a scoop of it and a cup of water once per day. As simple as that. So AG1 is the stuff with the best things in it, right? They use the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. And AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take better care of yourself. And they have over 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water per day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com Slash NBA Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NBA Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And thank you for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week, breaking down the biggest stories and the biggest games here in the association. Now that the draft lottery is set, you've got to go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and the author of the NBA Big Board newsletter, joined by a bunch of of excellent draft analysts giving you in-depth looks at the NBA draft, mock drafts, player rankings, and, of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're continuing to talk about the 118-107 win for the Miami Heat over the Boston Celtics. And, Walker, you had mentioned it at the end of the last segment. That Miami Heat defense, particularly at the start of the third quarter, was awesome. You know, in the beginning of the show, we said it looked like this might be like a big Jason Tatum night. He had 21 points in the first half. He was looking really good. Celtics had 19 assists in the first half. They were moving the ball well, and that came to, like, a screeching halt. You could put, like, cartoon noises on it is how (laughs) hard their offense fell off the cliff right there. But it was due to the Miami Heat defense, and you saw them just playing way more aggressive. One of the things I saw that Boston was doing is you always had – Jalen Brown kind of almost within like arm's reach or a pass away from Jason, uh, Jason Tatum to try and get an outlet to him and to another really good player for the Celtics. And then the Miami Heat just started playing right on Tatum and kind of took away that pass. and I think that's a big part of why they got so many steals in this one. What did you see that allowed Miami to really kind of put the clamps there on Boston for a bit? Well, especially, I mean, if you look at transition, I just
1: think they played a lot better transition defense and didn't allow Boston to get some easy looks. Remember in the paint, Boston scored over 40 points within the first two quarters of play. And I think they almost, if not doubled the amount of points that the Miami Heat had scored in the paint. And so when you're talking about just getting back a lot more, that's always going to help. And that, I think that's what led to Miami just getting back on track. I know Eric Spolstra spoke with media, I think, coming out of maybe one of the quarters or maybe coming back in halftime, maybe the third quarter, saying, yeah, our effort is just way better. He said multiple efforts. Apparently, <laughs> I, I wonder if that's a heat culture thing where you have multiple efforts, so it's plural that he said. We, we provided plural <laughs> efforts in the second half, um, but it was, pretty, yeah, it was pretty apparent in that third quarter. I mentioned a couple of the times where... Robert Williams, I want to talk about him because I thought he was amazing in the first quarter particularly, but really the entire first half. The guy was contesting all over the court, whether it was at the rim, whether it was you know jump shots, three-pointers. I thought he was incredible, and part of the reason was Jason Tatum would get into the paint, and then they just lob it. Robert would slam it. He'd yeah. yell at you, and then you couldn't do anything about it. Well, you know, at that time they started to crash in a lot more. They there were help. There was help there. The guards decided if if I can get sneaky and try to go low, um, you know, maybe he can't have just such quiet a thunderous dunk. And that's what they were helping there too. I thought those were a couple of the things that um, that were able to help them defend the Boston Celtics.
0: Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Again, they kind of walled him off. Like they just weren't allowing him to get really much beyond the three point line. And it really seemed to throw Jason Tatum off in this one and he wasn't particularly great again 21 points in the first half he had just eight in the second half and they're not going to win very many games especially when Jalen Brown is kind of off like we were talking about as well and you know they are very clearly I think missing Marcus Smart here too and Al Horford as you had mentioned earlier and like that can't be probably understated you know you throw those two in there and this probably looks like a different game because look, Boston had it at 10 points with about six minutes to go. And it was a very, you know, it's potential that they could have come back to be able to win this game. And I know that Miami doesn't have Kyle Lowry in this one, but he's not been playing great to say that's probably putting it kindly this postseason. Um, So I wonder if like it probably kind of those, those injury misses or Horford being out and health and safety protocols kind of really skews this one a little bit. Oh, oh, oh no doubt. I look
1: those guys play 40 minutes a night. If you're going to miss yeah. two players with that kind of defensive prowess and they play 40 minutes for you, now what you have to do is one, you're getting Robert Williams back. Again, he was excellent, but then he gets hurt. There was that stretch, Jake, where it's kind of craziness. Boston gives a good punch and Miami hits big shot after big shot. So you have a crazy Jimmy Butler long two straight in Jason Tatum's grill. Jason Tatum hits a three on the other end. P.J. Tucker hits a three. Jalen Brown hits a three. Then Max Struess hits a three. Boston was hitting a couple from beyond the arc. And it was Miami that would come up with big shot after big shot. The way that all comes to an end is Boston comes up empty-handed. Bam Adebayo gets fouled, I believe, by Robert Williams. And that's the play that he limps off to the sideline. I mean, just brutal. So every time you hit a big shot, Miami answers with a big shot of their own. And you lose Robert Williams, who was playing excellent basketball. No, he was really good. Yeah, and so you lose him for the last six minutes of that game on top of not being able to go to Al Horford, like there was there was a lot of Peyton Pritchard in this one, and he hit some threes, and and look, he played well. 18 points. Yeah, as I thought he was actually
0: to... pretty good.
1: Yeah, no, he was, but it's still something where defensively, you're going from Marcus Smart to Peyton Pritchard, and another thing real quickly, like Derek White just gave you nothing offensively, and that's been a problem. He goes one of ten in the last game. Goes one of four in this one, only scoring three points. Only got to the foul line twice and just hit one free throw. You know, if, if Marcus Smart Smart is out. I, I guess they got the point production from Pritchard, but Derek White. I just you gotta expect more from him offensively too.
0: Especially a guy that you know they made the big move. That was kind of their big move at the trade deadline to bring him in, probably for this postseason run and to kind of have that like somewhat veteran presence in there. You mentioned Bam at a bio. Kind of tale of two halves for him too, right? Really quiet in the first half. They really needed him to step up. Doesn't finish with a ton of points, just 10 on the night, but four blocks in his effort defensively, just on individual one-on-one matchups. I forget it was who he blocked that it was the wedgie block that he had. Yeah. I think it was Tatum or Brown, think, right? Uh, right. Picks I think it was too, yeah. Yeah, it it was picks him up at the three-point line. They drive on him. They get a little bit of space, but he was close enough to be able to recover and comes up with that massive block there. And they had so many plays like that where both teams did, right? There were 20 total blocks in this game. And they were all fairly impressive, I thought, in like strong blocks. But seeing Adebayo kind of step up defensively in the second half, even if the offense wasn't there, also needed other, you know, they need someone else to do it other than just Jimmy Butler.
1: Yeah, Bam Adebayo, that's something that you can always count on him for. I think what yeah. kind of propelled him into stardom over the last couple of years was his offensive game, you know, giving him the ball in the high post, allowing him to have excellent vision, maybe take a big guy off the dribble. And it's funny because I think he's been getting a lot of criticism for not contributing enough offensively in, in these games lately. In the first half, you know, that's what they talked about on the broadcast. But even after and, and beforehand, I should say, you know, I, th- I think. You see Bam score 10 points, 12 in the last couple against Philadelphia. You see him score 10 here. He scored nine. Just not exactly, I guess, the exact point output that you would expect from Bam. But defensively, he's still elite. And to have a mobile defensive big guy that can go anywhere. You can defend just, on the
0: perimeter, right? Like,
1: uh, it's just so special to have on your roster.
0: And you saw it in the third quarter in the second half. Yeah, he, I thought he in the second half was excellent defensively. And look, th- there's a reason the Miami Heat were the number one seed and they did it with their defense all year long and they really showed it. Maybe it is that Miami Heat culture with multiple efforts, as you said, plural here. <laughs> it's plural. i don't to have to go back and watch that. I don't know. Maybe, this, maybe <laughs> there's like a little bit of a, a giveaway. That sounds, so that sounds like, The Miami heat culture and a thing they would say, right? Like, absolutely, that is part of heat culture, multiple efforts, plural. I mean, that's
1: that's exactly what they're going to do. Eric Spolster's probably you know coming up with something. They, I'm sure they have to pass a conditioning test before they play the next game. And you got, especially for that first half performance, and then you got to give multiple efforts to come back in. But they did. You know, it was it, Jimmy Butler being the storyline here, leading the Miami Heat to what was you know a great win for them. They needed to take advantage, too. Like, I'll ask you this. How disappointing of a loss would this have been for Miami at home especially if Boston was without Marcus Smart and Al Horford. Like, that's why I don't want to take too much away from this game. In the first half, Boston played well, and Miami made the adjustments and turned it up and eventually ran away with it in the third quarter. But Boston was up against it, and I think Miami clearly – they needed this one to come out of the gate, game one, and they did so. But it would have been a a pretty disappointing loss had they uh, not come away with this one.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. You know, they were down 13 in the first half when it looked, especially in that first quarter, right? Before they kind of made a run to close the gap a little bit on that and make it kind of even in the second period before going down eight at halftime. But they... At one point, just, everyone's picking the Celtics, right? Like, they're the betting favorite on this per perbetonline.net. We've seen kind of experts picking the Celtics in this one in six games or so. So maybe a close series, but not that close of a series. And so to lose at home, particularly if it was by double digits to the Boston Celtics, I think is yeah. pretty demoralizing, right? And we've wondered about their offense, too. We've wondered about the offense from the Miami Heat in this one. We know the defense would be good, but would they be able to get enough shooting? Would they be able to get enough scoring? And so to see this kind of performance from Jimmy Butler, right? If you don't get this from him and you lose, like, yeah, you're probably pretty demoralized and it's like, what can we do? But then you see your leaders, you said, right. You'd follow this guy into battle. How good do they feel now after seeing Butler do this and then seeing themselves play defense like this, they're probably coming out of this feeling like they could sweep this team to some degree. Well, you know what else is great too that Heat team a couple
1: of years ago, they have a lot, you know, of the same core. You know, they have Jimmy Butler, Bam mm-hmm. Adebayo, Tyler Hero was really good in the first half. We should give him credit for kind of keeping them afloat offensively. Yeah, they,
0: once they put him in in that second quarter, that first quarter, things equalized offensively a lot. It, it really did. But they got good minutes from Max Strus, who hit a couple of those
1: big buckets. Eleven points for him. Gabe Vincent, I gave him some love defensively, but how how about four four from the free throw line? Hit three three pointers of the seven that he took, scored seventeen points, and then you did get those double digits from Bam, but you got more point production from Gabe Vincent and Max Struess. Funny enough, guys that were undrafted and have taken over Duncan Robinson in the rotation, who again (laughs) got zilch in this game. I, they just manufacture talent from somewhere. I, you know, it's funny. Duncan Robinson, he was the guy who transfers right D two Michigan, goes undrafted, and then becomes a player that makes a lot of money. Now he's out of the rotation, and he's seeing the Duncan Robinson story now happen to himself, Duncan Robinson, with a couple of these other guys in the backcourt.
0: No, look, those role players stepped up and that's what they needed in this game. They got the win and now they're up 1-0. So make sure everyone who's watching the show today to go check out Locked on Celtics. Of course, John Corrales, who's my normal co-host, is covering that. So I'm going to be making that my second list today. And of course, the Locked on Heat podcast as well to get a little bit more on these teams. So coming up next. Draft lottery was also on Tuesday. It was a big night in the NBA. Orlando Magic getting a little bit of luck. We're going to talk about the lottery in the top of the order coming up here next to today's episode of Locked on NBA. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on NBA is brought to you by Built Bar. Imagine dipping your fingers into a tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that was only 150 calories and had 16 grams of protein pretty awesome feeling right that's what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff bar from built i just received my birthday cake puffs and i've never had anything like this before they're available right now and you've got to get on there if you want to give these a try because they always have special flavors that are up there for a limited time and then they go away for a little bit so if you want to give the uh, birthday cake built bars a try and you do they're really good i ate one today uh you've got to go on to built.com right now and give them a shot you've really never had anything like this before it's it's airy they're light it's protein infused marshmallow and it tastes delicious it's got sprinkles in there too so make every day your birthday with Bill's birthday cake puffs Bill has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and robed it in 100% white chocolate added sprinkles and it's 150 calories 16 grams of protein and only 9 grams of sugar and all Built bars and Built puffs are covered in 100% Real chocolate. So that means with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So go to Built.com right now, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at Built.com. And today's episode of Lockdown on Pugs is also brought to you by RockAuto.com. I actually work on all of my cars. I have an old 1976 Corvette that I'm working on right now. I spent the weekend tearing the radiator out of that thing. And then once I got it out, I immediately went on to rockauto.com and ordered a new one so I can get the car running again because you can save time and money when using rockauto.com. Don't choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more from the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. I ordered the radiator of rockauto.com. It was $137 cheaper than any of those chain stores. I checked just to be sure rockauto.com had the best prices because they're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and rockauto.com's prices are reliably low for every customer. I order all of my parts there, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So go check out their easy to use website. And it's super easy. You click on your make your model of the year. That's it. They're going to show you all the parts available for your car or truck. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right. Thank you for making Locked On NBA your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday breaking down the biggest stories around the league. And we had the draft lottery last night. It was the Orlando Magic jumping up one spot, getting the first pick, followed by the Oklahoma City Thunder, Houston Rockets at three, and then the Sacramento Kings at four. So I'll be honest. This feels like the magic had to kind of have this. I know we were hoping maybe our teams, the the Hornets yes, and the this Pelicans is where we represent, Jake. Yes, we it yeah, was going to be a little humerus, right? <laughs> you no, know, for sure.
1: I I am host of Locked On Hornets. I wanted the Hornets to have something exciting to talk about, and we had a one percent chance here in Charlotte to move all the way up to the number one overall pick. I tweeted out every year. I get irrationally angry at something that doesn't happen <laughs> that always had a one percent chance of happening anyway way so in the end Hornets pick 13 Pelicans they'll be picking eight
0: yeah look I I was (laughs) hoping the Pels would jump up one because like oh my god it makes our our lives easier right Right. on our show and it's fun um also it would have been pretty funny to see the Lakers pick jump up to number one and them not get it
1: like that's so true I mean you're right you you had another interesting storyline rather than just the sheer greed that you might want like that's something (laughs) where the nation might have been pulling for you
0: as well yeah, just, it would have been hilarious, right? With them kind of being in shambles right now. And it's like, oh, look, you don't get your number one overall pick, but it goes to the Orlando Magic. And I think when you look at some of those teams up there, they felt like they needed this maybe more so than some of the other ones. You know, this is a team that's kind of got a history. They've been down for for quite a while now, and they still don't really have that guy that they're going to build around maybe it's Jalen Suggs but maybe not it feels like before they can really kind of embark on that true rebuild you've got to get like the guy to build around like LaMelo Ball with the Hornets feel the same way about Orlando was there a team you would have liked to seen at number one that wasn't the one that you cover No, no that that makes
1: sense to me you know Oklahoma City it's it's funny because maybe if you go recent history to the point of just the last maybe couple of years, if you go back to this last lottery history where they get Josh Giddy and Josh Giddy's a good player, uh, but they wanted yeah. to go all the way up towards the top and then we were kind of like, all right, you made all those trades and the best thing you get is something out of the top five, but Josh Giddy, they kind of salvaged that and now they get the number two overall pick. I mean, obviously a huge winner there with OKC. Orlando, I, I agree with you. I think what's interesting is you know, you can get your Jabari Smith and you can get your Paolo Boncaro. I think most people would go Chet Holmgren, even though it's kind of a toss up at this point. You know, so maybe they go Jabari, but if they go Holmgren, Jake, I I guess just using this scenario to have another guy that has, you know, arms that can reach all the way across the court. I just to have somebody tall and long, and that is so good defensively. They've done this a million times, and I just think that would be hilarious to bring him back on once again. A Chet Holmgren, along with a Jonathan Isaac. You know, we've seen them do this quite a bit. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to draft him.
0: Like it no, makes
1: sense. I, they can't, right? Like I mean
0: No, they can't.
1: <laughs> Orlando Orlando is the team that you would say, "Okay, this is going to be Jabari or Paolo." You you have to imagine it's one of those guys that Feels at least like has that. that ability to be a top-notch scorer. Chet is unique. He's going to be fun, but th- those
0: other two have to be the pick here for number 1. Th- that's my feeling on this, right? Like, it yeah. feels like it's one of them. They need like a go-to score, right? Like they need a dude that can get you a bucket. And while I agree, I, I think on like my big board, I have Chet Holmgren third or fourth. I don't have it in front of me right now. I like him. He's going to be good. It- the dude blocks crazy shots with both hands. He's he's really fun to watch. They need a bucket getter, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's kind of who they need. And I think that is Jabari Smith or Bankero, For them, Uh, you mentioned the Thunder, and I think they're kind of interesting, right? Because if that giddy pick didn't work out quite the same way that it did, and you said they kind of salvaged it, right? Yeah. They have been outright tanking to the point where it almost feels like disrespectful to the spirit of the league, to a sense. And they've just never had that luck to get kind of that like blue chip prospect. You're like, cool. This is the guy. And that's why there's talks about uh, Shea potentially being traded, right? He's like off of their timeline a little bit because they haven't been able to get <laughs> that guy so for like two drafts.
1: That's, that's ridiculous. Like when we heard when we heard those rumors, and, and I know the Thunder tried their best to dispel that, saying there was no truth to it. Yeah. But and, you know, it's one of those things. Hey, anybody is uh, you know could be traded for the right price. But the fact that True. that even had any bit of legs whatsoever given SGA's age, given the fact that he was the commodity coming in under the team ball control on a second contract. Like, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. But the, the Josh, you know, Josh Giddy being as good as he is, has helped now yeah. getting the second overall pick really yeah. helps. And look, it's hard to give too much sympathy to Oklahoma city because they had the three MVPs once upon a time that I would, yeah. I wanted to put that caveat and say extreme recent history, like as in within the last year, but, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's why I brought them up. I thought they were really interesting. Big win for them to get a really talented player, regardless of who falls or is taken at number one.
0: Yeah, like, you see their path forward now. They're mm-hmm. going to probably take Banqueiro if he's there. You can... You know, they could even go Chet, too. If they want to go kind of crazy, tall, skinny guys would be kind of fun, too. Poku, with Poku and Chet. There. Is that what you yeah, want to see? Yeah, can you imagine that, front that court? <laughs> <laughs> it's just just
1: arms, like, everywhere <laughs> at that point. Yeah, um, it's, it's all arms for OKC. That's what
0: they're bringing. Yeah, that's say. what it's going to be. But, like, they're going to get their other piece, and you can see their core going forward, and now they can try and start to win and get SGA's maybe some postseason ex- you know, Maybe he finally gets over back. that
1: injury, Jake. Do you think there's a shot? I maybe. Yeah, I think
0: now maybe he won't just get shut down for no reason, along with like half their roster in the second half uh, have, <laughs> of next maybe. year. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. It's how, you never know what Presty's <laughs> going to do. He loves picks on picks on picks here. What about Houston at three? This feels like still a pretty big win for them. It, it, they're going to keep that. I've heard some talk about them maybe mm-hmm. moving that, and I don't really see that happening, but it feels like they can kind of start their rebuild too. Like all three of those teams just needed one of these top picks to be like, okay, here's our franchise cornerstone. Now we can go. Well, yeah. And and so, you know, the, the Chet
1: Holmgren thing is really interesting just because I, I, he can play different positions. He's unique. He can handle the basketball. He shot 40% from three and yet Orlando what they've done so much of is draft the big, long, athletic guys, you know. And Houston now, remember how how much they've invested in big guys over the yeah. years, right? I mean, they have Christian Wood, they have Alperen Sengun, you know. They even drafted Usman Garuba, who was kind of considered, yep. yeah, small ball, but yeah, small ball type center. Are you going to go with Holmgren again um, and, and kind of go towards something like that? Or are you just taking the best player available? And then even Sacramento, you just traded for DeMontis So So, So I don't think it happens, but it, in some crazy world where there's a lot of hype for Jaden Ivey, I love Jaden Ivey, maybe that universe exists out there where he falls to Sacramento. It, you're, you're not letting him fall past the top four, but I guess my point is like, yeah, there's just some interesting fits for Chet in the top four. You know, Houston investing in the big guy, Sacramento just trading for one, Orlando in their draft history, OKC is the one where it's almost a seamless fit. Just plug him in and it and it makes the most sense. But the other
0: three, yeah, I just I'd be really interested to see that. Yeah, and then I wonder about a guy like Shaden Sharp, too, right? Like I said mm-hmm. on our live show, he's got some shades to me of Uh, Scotty Barnes, right. Guy that was kind of like a fast riser up the boards, right? Like he's kind of an enigma having not really played at all. And we haven't seen him in kind of big games, not playing for Kentucky. And then, but all the tools are there, right? Like he looks like that guy that, okay, whatever, maybe underperformed in college or didn't play. And then you put him on the right team and kind of let him do his thing. His shot's good. He's an athletic freak. Do they want to take, could they reach and take him at three to Houston if they just want to go okay he's got so much upside let's go with that we'll find a place for him I think that's where things kind of get interesting and then of course you have the Kings at four and like they're the kings, right? Like, yeah, I don't know how much I trust the kings, them to right? do like, the right Like, here we are thing. talking about yeah. who,
1: who benefited, you know. Uh, Damian Lillard <laughs> wasn't exactly a fan, as we saw on lottery night. He, you know, rolled his <laughs> eyes as soon as we saw Portland get the seventh pick. That meant that Sacramento at least got to number four, and that's eventually what they would yep. end up, you know, getting. And so, uh, to me, you know, you're going to – Get a talented player. And you're right. Like we'll we'll see what the Kings do, but talk about a big winner. I mean, that clearly jumped up quite a few times. They're the big winner. They're one of the big
0: ones. They needed just some like positive momentum, right? And this comes on the day that uh, the owner is putting his daughter as the assistant GM of the G League team. When, like, I don't know if that's the the qualified move, but they needed a little bit of win here, and they're going to be kind of interesting. So there you go. Make sure you check out all of the Locked On shows: Locked On Magic, Locked On Thunder, Locked On Rockets, and of course Locked On Kings. And that's going to do it here for Locked On NBA. So thank you all very much for listening on Wednesdays. I'm your co-host Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. He's Walker Mail at Walker Mail hosts a Locked On. Hornets. Thank you all for listening again and make sure that you make Locked on NBA your first listen every day. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network.